Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode... 601. 601. I mean, it's like really... Kind of 602. Kind of 602. We're kind of cheating. We're not on that one. Just pretend it's 601. Everybody just don't... 601. Just don't look at it. Look, 13's not on your elevator. We took that and put it in 600. 600. We borrowed (laughs) your 13 (laughs) out of your elevator and we put it in our 600. Tom. Yes. We are up up upon the season again. I know it took us two years to get here, but we are, yeah. we are, look, it doesn't matter how, how you get here, but sometimes, you know, the, the journey is sometimes worth talking about. Sometimes it's not. Look, we are back though. Yep. Vulgarity for cheer. Vulgarity for, look, we rested 20 minutes yeah. and we're at it again. It's <laughs> Seriously, two full years of doing this. We finished it sometime when in September. When did we finish it? Yeah, it was September. Here it is November. Yeah. But you know, we haven't done an actual Vulgarity for Charity Drive yeah, in, in two years. In two years. So it took us a long time. We've yeah. revamped the way that we're doing Vulgarity for Charity so that we we can raise as much money for the wonderful organization, Modest Needs. Yeah. Modest Needs, if you're a new listener, if you haven't been with us since 2019, Modest Needs has been the charity of choice for our shows now for- You know, not just gosh, our shows too, a long though, because a lot of people in the atheist community reached out to Modest Needs- we found modest needs through Foundation Beyond Belief because they were the ones who were choosing. That's right, we did. They were choosing charities. That's right, we did. Based on secular values, right? And they found modest needs, which has no overt uh, religious overtones whatsoever. Right. What they do is they find people who are on the verge of of really going into hardship, financial hardship. They might have just lost their job or whatever, and they have something that is hanging over their head, a bill, rent. It could be a car payment. It could be a gas bill. It could be, uh, you know, it could be- A uh, roof repair. Yeah, a roof repair or childcare or whatever it is, right. but there's one thing that they need money for. See, so isn't it almost it. always medical bills uh, though? It really, there's a and lot- And it's in America. Of, isn't it like what, 87% medical, medical bills? medical bills on there. <laughs> but in any case, this, this money never touches- uh, their hands. What happens is, is modest needs. That's the that's the need. So the people fill out forms, extensive forms. Modest needs vet the vets those forms, and then instead of just like Bill put up a GoFundMe, so let's help Bill. And you can't really know whether or not Bill needs that money or whatever. Right. You know, sometimes people there have been many uh, many There's grifters examples there. of grifters out there using yeah. uh, Kickstarter or whatever or you know uh, uh, GoFundMe. GoFundMe's. This is vetted by the company, Modest Needs, the, the nonprofit. And so they look at the bill, they make sure it's there, and then 
pay the bill directly instead of sending it to exactly. the person it does who not go, the forms. Does yeah. not go back to that person. So it's a, one thing you can you can trust is that it's 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 a vetted source. The person really is in need, and the person is also not one of these not not a person who's like in desperate poverty. This is a person who is in who there are plenty of programs out there to help people like that. This is this is these are people who are on the verge of that. Right, and this this can help avert disaster. The great news is I talked to Keith, the uh, the the person who runs the president uh, of Modest Needs, and I talked to him on the on a Skype call. Uh, really, just a wonderful guy. I love Keith Keith is we've had him on the show a couple times. Yeah. He's been on other people's podcasts too. He's a wonderful guy. He told us that he has a hundred thousand dollar match lined up. So that means Hell every yeah. single dollar that you <clears throat> give to Modest Needs during this vulgarity for charity. Every single dollar that goes to them is double. It's essentially worth twice as much. The other thing that we're doing, and Tom mentioned this about the roast, we're not, it, we, we, in the past it was, if you donated $50, you got a roast. We are still at $50 mm -hmm. um, if you want to enter a drawing. Essentially what we'll do is we'll, we're going to draw out of everybody that, that, that donates, out of everyone, we're going to draw 100 random random people and we're going to do roasts for those hundred random. And then we are also going to take the, the top 100 donors monetary dollar wise. Right. And they are automatically going to get their roasts. So if you have a little bit of change sitting around and you definitely want to roast and you want to give it to modest needs, you, you send a, a you send a copy of your receipt from modest needs to vulgarity for charity. That's the word, not the number. And it's all one word, vulgarity for charity at gmail.com with who you want us to roast, what your name is, and then that receipt. So we know that, uh, so we have proof that you donated and then we will put you in a, in a giant spreadsheet. And if you're one of the top 100 donors, we're going to do your roast. Yep. And if you're one of the people that we pick after those top 100 move on, we're going to do your roast. And so we, we're going to be doing 200 roasts. There's plenty of slots open. We would love it if people would start donating. Get this going. It ends Thanksgiving Day. And one of my favorite things about Modest Needs is you can go on and you, let's say you have a, a $100 to spend and that's, that's your charitable contribution. And you look at something, you say, you know, I'd like to give $20 to this one and $30 yep, to this one yep. and $15 to this one. You can spread things out and you can contribute to more than one person's cause. Yeah. So you don't have to just give to modest needs and then they figure it out. You can go on, you can read stories, you can see what moves you. Yes. And you can contribute to things that you have a connection with and yeah, that absolutely. you feel personally moved by. And you can distribute your funds however you want to distribute your funds. So um, that's a really wonderful feature of modest needs. And once the, the funding amount reaches its total, then modest needs kicks in and they yeah. do the work of paying the bill or, you know, getting the yeah. person out of trouble that they've, that, that they find themselves in. Yeah. And we have, we've, last time we did this, we raised $306,000. And so we're hoping to reach $300,000 again. Uh, we know that this community is very, very generous. And the other thing I want to mention too, I just finished a book called The Righteous Mind. And in that book, there are studies out there that show that secular people do not give as much as really? religious people. It is, there's been documented studies that they do, they are not as cooperative and they don't give as much. Prove this fucking book wrong. Prove them wrong. You there's plenty of there's plenty of people out there that have that have some money that they can give to a charity. Let's prove this, let's prove it wrong. Because yeah. I because I know for a fact that this community is a is very charitable. I I that shocks me because every time we've 
reached out to this community. And, and I will say, I, I think specifically we have listeners yeah. in our world, like in our world that are more generous, I think, than the larger atheist community by as a whole. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I really do because they've shown that yeah. time and again. I, I think our time listeners, I think our listeners are, they are very caring people. Yeah. And they recognize when there's need. And there is need. This the the thing is is that the what what's happening now and and this is what Keith mentioned to me is that we're in this sort of doldrums with charities right now. People are exhausted from giving. They are mm. they are experiencing giving exhaustion because the last year they had probably their best year ever without us, Modest Needs did. Right, okay. Because people were very anxious to give during COVID. Oh. But now we're coming in on this year and he said their year, this year is very, it's been terrible slow. for them, terribly slow for them because people are exhausted and, and that's hard. So we just want you to, if you, and, and you know, if you have something and you, and you want to give, we, we hope that you will. Eric, did you just say the F word? Jew? No, he's talking about fuck. You can't say fuck in school, you fucking fat ass. Kyle! Why the fuck not? Eric! Dude, you just said fuck again! Stanley! Oh. Kenny! What's the big deal? It doesn't hurt anybody. Fuck, fuck, it, fuck, fuck, fuck. Sister comes from NPR. Here's what Let's Go Brandon actually means and how it made its way to Congress. So I, I, I had read this story back on Halloween when it came out. And I had no, I'd never heard the Let's Go Brandon thing. This, I, but evidently the people are wearing fucking hats and like, fucking Ted Cruz is tweeting out, let's go, Brandon. And it's now become like a, a right-wing slogan. Yeah. And I was thinking like, and it's a right-wing slogan that comes from a football game. No, I guess it was no. A, so it, was, a, it wasn't a football game. It was a race event. Oh, a, a race racing car. Game. Yeah. A race car thing. Like yeah, a stock okay. car thing, like a NASCAR. And uh, the guy's name, he was up there, I guess, getting interviewed and people were screaming, fuck Joe Biden in the background. Right, but the NBC announcer who's doing this says, "I can hear them saying, let 'Let's go, Brandon.'" And no one knows whether she was just ma doing damage control because they have to play the the right. swearing, or if she really just didn't know and thought that's what a because sometimes a crowd is hard to understand when right. they're chanting. But in any case, they were screaming, "Fuck Joe Biden!" And so they're the the code word for these people now for "Fuck Joe Biden" is "Let's go, Brandon." Man. These guys are just, there's just a cohort of America, Cecil, that is just so in love with slogans that fit on fucking hats. I know. <laughs> when you're, when you can boil down, right, like what like you're the, about. Your ideology right. is like, I'm a t-shirt. That's who I am. <laughs> I'm on a trucker hat. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about three words on a trucker hat. Tom. Get the fuck out of here. A, I was at fucking Mariano's or one of those. I was at uh, Caputo's, which is like Mariano's. I mean, they're both, the grocery, they're store. both grocery stores. So I was there yesterday night and I come up to the, the people in front of me and there's the people sitting right in front of me in the, in the line. Right. They don't have masks on. Now this company since forever has been like, it says it on the door, wear a mask. There's it's state law still. One or two jackasses will go in without a mask. But for the most part, everybody that I see in there has a mask on. Now don't get me wrong. Some assholes have it on their chin, but they, you know, for the most part, everybody's got a mask on. These two people in front of me had no mask whatsoever. Right. So they had no masks on and I pull up and I, I look at them and I just start, you know, like, I'm going to, I'm going to start putting my, my stuff on the, on the thing. And then they pay and they leave and I'm paying. Right. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm putting my stuff on and, and I have a trainee. So the lady, the girl who's ringing my shit up, she's has every time she, she like holds up the avocados, he's like four, four, one, two. And then she does it. So like the <laughs> right, whole time. Right. So it took me a while to get through. I had a trainee. This is not a, it yeah. took me a while. 
I get out to my car and the jackholes were in, that are still putting their groceries away, which feels like a, a long, long time, time, like a really long yeah. time. And they have two little kids with them. And these are little kids. These are four or five, I'm oh, guessing. God. I don't yeah, know anything. Right. I don't know. I don't know how old kids are, but they looked really fucking young. And the whole time I was putting my groceries away, they were chanting at me from their car, let's go, Brandon. These two little kids. Are you kids. serious? Dead serious. I'm 100% serious. They they coax their kids to, to wait for me. You? Because, well, because I had my mask on. Because you had a mask on? Because I had a mask on when I went in. I came out, I took my mask off, just like everybody else who should be following the thing. But the thing is, like, it, I don't care. Like, I was just like, yeah, man, I'd say fuck Joe Biden too. Like, there's plenty of times that I I think Joe Biden did something like, fuck that guy. Like, I, I said it multiple times during the primaries. I was like, fuck Joe Biden. But they, but they, they you. coached their kids to taunt me, but it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I'm just like, I looked at the kids and I smiled and I waved and I put my groceries away and I drove away. But they waited outside for me to taunt me. I wonder why they chose you. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I, I was, I, I gotta be honest. I might've been the only person in the store. It was, it's, okay. it's a, it's a pretty dead, like ghost town tumbleweed situation at that point. Fair. So Fair. I think I was the only person in, but when I walked up, I may have looked at them okay. because you know, because you're not wearing a mask. I'm it's not, fucking weird, man. I, I don't give anybody the stink. I, I don't fucking care, man. Like, like go suck on a toilet pipe. I literally don't care what happens to you. <laughs> so like when I walk up to them, I might've looked up from my groceries, saw they had a mask and I might've stared at them for a quarter second longer than I would have normally. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but so not like, you didn't like I, give him the fucking I, hard I would look. never do that. Right. Like that's just a it's silly thing. It's not, yeah. I'm, it's not how I operate. Right. I would never do that to somebody. Right. So I didn't, but they, the, their kids were, and they were clearly opening the door and shouting it at me. Dude, to weaponize your kids to taunt strangers but, <laughs> about political things is a really weird thing it's to do, weird, man. But also like, like, let's go, Brandon. There's no better person to chant that than a little kid. Because it's, <laughs> because it's like- Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> because it's like, it's like it's when, you were, when you were a little kid and you're like, and he threw the ball and the bitch. And someone will say, what did you say? And be like, I said the pitch. I said the right. pitch. You know, because like, right, yeah. like when you're a little kid, you want to get away with something. Mm -hmm. And this is- like fucking they adults. These are adults trying yeah. to get away with something. These are adults who are like, I said fuck Joe Biden, but I really didn't say fuck yeah. Joe Biden. Just say fuck Joe Biden. What is wrong with you? It's like, you do want to say this, these people. You know you can curse. You know you're adults, you, right? Like, nobody can yeah. take that away from you. You're not on TV right now. But uh, in, there's, in this story, though, there was a dude, there's there's senators who are yeah. saying it on the floor. Now. Oh, I know. So there's senators, but it's like, who cares? Like, I mean, literally, who yeah, cares? But that part I care about because it's just like a fucking, like, you know, it's it's like when the goddamn dumbass motherfuckers are like, USA, yeah, USA, I know, I know. USA. Yeah. And it's like, you sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah. You, so, you just sound like a Do you fucking mouth-breathing Neanderthal. <laughs> You're in the halls of fucking power and you're yeah. behaving like a fucking kindergarten. So immature. Yeah. It's juvenile. Yeah. It's fucking embarrassing. It is. You it know? is emba it's it, embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I feel that ashamed. The, that, the, that the Congress people are using. And you're right. It is embarrassing. I will say that. But um, the one thing about this, so I listened to this. I don't know if you listened to I this. I did not listen to so it. No. This, if you get a chance, go on our notes and listen to this. This is my favorite show on NPR is Weekend Edition because I love the guy who does it, right? The guy who, who is the announcer. Yeah. It's an awesome show. It's like three hours long. But this guy is interviewing a guy from, and this, this, this person who he's interviewing, his name is Hampton Stahl. That's the person's name. And Hampton Stahl is clearly like a zenial. And this is guy's an older guy. The guy who hosts this show is like an older guy. And so he's 
trying to talk to him about lingo on the internet. Oh, good it's, Lord. it's super fucking funny because at the end of the whole thing, first off, Hampton Stall, by the way, everybody, this guy's from a, like a like a website called Militia Watch. And I'm just like, why do we need a thing called Militia Watch? What has happened to our world where we need a thing called Militia Watch, number I one? Just, but uh, then he's talking to this guy and he's like, so wait a minute. He's trying to get the difference between Karen and something else. And he's asking it. And then at the end, you could totally hear the old announcer just be like, okay, no, that's not like he's, like, <laughs> he's basically like, I'm, I'm, done. I'm done with this young person talk. Um, get him out to there. Get him. Cut his line. Cut him off. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. But it's like, but this, this, this whole thing has blown up and it is, you know, language is a code anyway. And you're just choosing different different words for the same thing. You know, it's like my kids at home, they say frick instead of fuck, right? <laughs> I know, you know what they and mean though. And I like I and they're like, oh frick that, frick you. And I'm just like, you're still swearing. <laughs> you're still swearing. Frick Where, is amazing. You're just you're right there. Like you're like, yeah. look, it I remember the first if you stick the tip in, you're still fucking. <laughs> Not so okay. <laughs> not yeah, not soaking. if you don't wiggle it around or whatever. The tips in, you're soaking in it. Right. No, but the uh, the uh, I, well, I remember the first time I ever said like dildo around my mom. She slapped my face so hard <laughs> oh. as a kid. I got I got fucking, I got a great one on that. I, so one time when I was a kid, and I might have told this story on the, my mom and I were in the car, and she had used some choice words earlier in the day, and I had said, <laughs> "Mom, what's a cocksucker?" <laughs> And she says, don't you say that. And so later on that day, I'm next door and and I'm playing with the kids next door. And the kids next door were the worst kids. They were the meanest, shittiest kids. And there's uh, my dad always said, you can't hit a girl. And the little girl knew this. So she right. used to pull my hair all the time. She used to walk up and dig her fingers in me and pull my hair. and Because she knew I couldn't hit right, her. Right? right. And so she did it again. And so I screamed at her, you cocks. <laughs> and then I think... Maybe I said that a little loud. And so I turn. And as I turn, Tom, the fucking screen door of my house <laughs> kicks open. Poof. <laughs> fucking door opens like fucking Arnold's inside. My mom strides out. Boom. Boom. I, I'm, the girl's still got a handful of my hair. And then I just feel her slowly like go and take like three steps back. Your like, water glass yeah, is shaking. Exactly. And, <laughs> water glass shaking. and like, she's just like, if I don't move, maybe it can't sense movement. My mom comes over and where that girl was grabbing my hair, my mom's hand grabs and she oh. drags me in the house by my hair. And I'm screaming. I'm like, I didn't mean it. I swear. I didn't mean it. Oh, God. I didn't know what I said. I know she sucks, you, cocks. I learned this from no watching idea. you. I learned it from watching you. My mom takes me over to the sink and she she grabs my hair. She tilts my back and like, oh over, no! And she grabs the fucking Lux liquid detergent. No, oh, that's and then she yeah. opens my mouth and she shoves it in there, knocking maybe two or three teeth out of the, <laughs> and then squeezes. Oh no! And it just goes and fills my whole mouth. And then she like you know throws me. And my mom was brutal. <laughs> my mom was brutal. Super rough. My mom was brutal. I don't know why I'm laughing. This She's is terrifying. Shit me. I know. Like everybody, everybody's gonna send me a message. And be like, are you okay? Do you need to see therapy? Right? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm all right. Okay. And I'm, I'm making more than it is. But she definitely, you know, she 100 percent closed that shit in my mouth. And I had to, I went upstairs. And she just sent me upstairs. And I was just bawling, blowing bubbles for yeah. the next hour. And then you did just, you have? Did you get the shits right? I don't remember. Yeah. I just remember crying. Because I've time. had my mouth washed out a number of times. Yeah. And like, never by my dad, but like my dad was a single dad. So like we would stay with different like babysitters and like we cycled through them and some of them were better and some of them were worse. And I, I had my mouth washed out oh, a yeah, number of times. Oh yeah, because they used to be able to kick the shit out of you, right? Yeah. So like my dad, my, my dad's, 
When, when we moved in with my dad, my dad said, if you get in trouble, understand that whatever trouble you get in at school or with a babysitter, it is worse when you get home. So you don't want to come home in trouble. And so like, he was not like, I've got your back. Maybe you were right. Yeah, he right, was just right. like, I'm a single dad with two boys. I don't have time for this shit. So everything is zero talents. Yeah, zero right? talents. But like, so I would get my mouth washed out, but I've had my mouth washed out with both bar soap yeah. and with liquid soap. Liquid soap is terrible. And I can't decide which I hate worse. Bar soap burns because of the lie. Yeah. So it burns like a son of a bitch and it's like stings and feels horrible. Yeah. And you got like, it's like flakes and it gets in your teeth and shit. Yeah. But liquid soap, it's it's slimy. It tastes horrible. And then it gives me the shit. Like, I the worst shits of my life after liquid I, I, soap. I remember liquid soap. Liquid soap was so bad because it was just like, it just, I mean, and it, like she gave me a whole cum shot. Oh yeah, full dude. Of she, like, <laughs> like she gave me like a, she, she gave me, you, like, man. yeah, fucking A, dude. Like it was like a whole room full of dudes. <laughs> like it was just like, boom. And it was like, and I was just I like. I never had a squeeze with like, pressure in I was there, like man. pouring out of my mouth oh, like a, like oh. a fucking, like oh. a Bang Brothers movie. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was pretty bad. I called my dad a dildo when Holy I was maybe shit. third grade, oh, fourth grade, somewhere around there. Goodness gracious. I, I was still living in, in the city proper. Yeah. So it was before fifth yeah, yeah. grade. And so I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, no. And so I'm, I, some kid had called me a dildo yeah, earlier that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Because I was probably being a dildo. You were probably being a like, dildo. Like, to be fair, I, mean, I was probably honest. a total dildo. And if you want to be a dildo, you can go to adamandeve.com. <laughs> Gloria, check out. So, but like while we're in the car and my dad said something and I was like, Oh, you dildo. Holy shit, the bed. And my dad. I know your I, dad too. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm a grown ass man. I wouldn't call your dad a dildo. And he's like, he's like at this point starting to like yeah, my lose. Dad's body he, is Like garbage. I could just, I could just stay away from him. Yeah, like right. I could easily just yeah. step back and yeah. he wouldn't be able to do anything, but I still wouldn't It's like do running it. away from a meatball. I still like, wouldn't. It's not, it's fine. <laughs> still You're wouldn't fine. do it. But like, so my dad, he, he was very calm about the whole thing. He said, what did you say? And I, I, I was, then I was like, ooh, this is, I don't, I'm I didn't sensing say, I, I didn't do the that. right thing yeah, here. And he's like, I didn't know you knew that word. Do you know other words like that? And I was like, yeah, I do. I know a lot of swear words, you know? And he's <laughs> like, when we get home, I want you to write down all the swear words, you know? I'm curious. And I, I was very proud of myself. Well, I know a lot of words. And so I sat <laughs> and I wrote every bad word I knew. And my dad looked at it and said, great. So I want you to write all of those a thousand times. Holy shit. And you aren't going anywhere. And so you've written all of them a thousand times. And I was like, oh man, because it was a sneak attack. It was a straight was, sneak attack. I was beaten by the best. Right? <laughs> by the best. Ask not what your student body president can do for you. Ask what you can do to your student body president's body. There's nothing to worry about. He's just making empty promises and detailing his workout routine. And on Fridays, I do abs and legs, but not calves. As you recall, I do those with my lats on Wednesdays. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got some doozies on the list tonight. This next one is like, like when I saw this happening, I was like, this can't be real. Yep, yep. This I got to read chunks of this, man. This can't be this real. This is just fucking amazing. But Tom, go ahead and read it. Yeah. All right. So this is from the Washington Post. Why hundreds of, hundreds, Tom, hundreds. of and QAnon it's, it's, supporters. If you go to this, go to this article on our, on our, on our website and you will see it's not a few people. No. Yeah. This is, this is a, this, this is, is a, a fair whole, this is a whole plots of people. Yep. Yep. Why hundreds of QAnon supporters showed up in Dallas expecting JFK Jr.'s return. This story is crazier than you think it is. 
In rainy Dallas, with temperatures dipping into the low 60s, hundreds huddled with umbrellas, flags, and signs to wait for history to be made on Tuesday. Some even brought folding chairs. I like that because yeah, you're like, yeah. if history's going to be made, like, I just, I don't want my fucking feet to get tired. Absolutely. You don't want to, look, you want to make sure that you're you're in a comfortable spot for history. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely. like watching the History Channel at home. Yeah. You know? It's a, is that a Washington on the Potomac? <laughs> uh, it is. And I'm very comfortable in my uh, <laughs> camp chair here. So... At the site overlooking where President John F. Kennedy was assassinated nearly six decades ago, scores of QAnon believers outfitted with Trump Kennedy 2024. Trump Kennedy. Trump Kennedy 2024. The best part is that is that Trump is the president and Kennedy's the vice president. <laughs> well, also, how fucked is it that you go to the place? Yeah, where somebody's father, father was died murdered because this guy died in a plane crash, right? right? Yeah, so they didn't. They can't like, go to that site. That would not be if the place. If my dad gets fucking murdered in the street, that would not be a sacred place that I'd be like, you know, where I like going. I like going to the scene of my father's untimely assassination. <laughs> exactly. It's not a. That's a, a bad place in the world. Wait, well, yeah, you're right, and and but I I wonder if they think somehow that like. Yeah, okay, no, I can't. I can't, yeah. get, I can't get in there. Like it's I, can't, I, I tried to get in there. I tried to get yeah, in there yeah. for a second, and then I was like, it's you know just, what? You lost it. Don't do that. I'm glad. Don't. I'm glad. Don't. I hit myself <laughs> on the face <laughs> with a fucking newspaper. So. <laughs> they forecast the president's son, John F. Kennedy Jr., who has been dead for over 20 years, would appear at that spot, emerging from anonymity to become Donald Trump's vice president when the former Trump, when the former president is reinstated. Okay. The prophecy foretold online, of course, did not come true. <laughs> of course, And I just have to read this second paragraph. Yeah, it's amazing. Because when 12.30 p.m. came, the time when Kennedy was shot, they recited the Pledge of Allegiance. It's like a summoning ritual, Tom. It it's is. A summoning ritual. Thank you. I thought the same thing. It's a summoning ritual. Did they have a charcuterie board full of rocks? <laughs> they, at 12.30, they were like, you know what? The time when that great man was murdered, a Democrat, they by like, the way. I know. They like, they like step on a snack. <laughs> <laughs> That's their sacrifice. They step on well, snack. Uh, uh, the crowd lingered, some for more than an hour, eventually trickling away. I love this line more than almost anything, almost more than my children. A few vowing the Kennedy known as John John will reappear at a Rolling Stone concert later in the night. All right, well, uh, I guess his bus from the afterlife was delayed. Did you hear that they're-, they're He's going to be at the Rolling Stone concert? Did you hear now that they're saying that he's Keith Richards? <laughs> Excuse me, what? I did not. He's He is Keith, what? Yeah. How old is Keith Richards? I don't Do they know even overlap in age? I don't age? know if they overlap in age or not. I have no Keith idea. Richardson is a thousand years yeah, old. He's one of the founding yeah. fathers. <laughs> Are you kidding? It says John Hancock, Keith Richardson right underneath. Uh, yeah, man, this is just one of those fucked up moments where you're like, you're like, wait a minute, do people really believe this? But yes, they believe this. And and you can blame, like, this is 100% on the internet shoulders, right? Yeah, man. There's nothing, there's nothing here that we should be looking at that we can say that, the, because... 50 years ago, these fucking kooks couldn't get together. No, there right. was not, a, there was not a way for people who are and I don't, and I'm not saying this to be mean or, 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 and I'm not trying to be facetious. I think some of these people are genuinely unstable people. I think so. Too. I think yeah, some of these yeah. people are, there are has like, to be. like genuinely not right. This is right. break from reality crazy. Buddy. Because some people might be there just for the lols. And I'm, I, I guess maybe there might be a few people there just sort of documenting it just to be like, what the fuck? But these, there's a lot of people in here that are older 
that just, I think, want to believe something. But then there's also probably just genuinely people in here who are just fucking, they're just not right. They're just, there's something wrong with them. Thing is like, and they would not have been able to find themselves 50 years ago. Right. They would not have been able to glom to each other and they would not have had a way to communicate. And they, they would not have had a way to propagate the crazy, right? Somebody would make this shit up and he'd go to all the people he knew and he'd say, I think John F. Kennedy Jr. is going to come back because he never really died. And people would be like, Steve. Yeah. Go back to work, stupid. Yeah, hey, man. That's crazy. You're a nut. Right. Yeah. So he would just, there would it would die on the vine. Yeah. A lot of this shit just would die on the vine before. Now it's like someone will believe it. Yeah. And someone else will amplify it. And someone will actually add one to it. And someone will fucking Photoshop an image that proves a little piece of it. And, and this shit just gets fucking insane. There's hundreds of people that physically show up. That means there's thousands of people that believe this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because not everybody could make it out that day. Some of these fucking lunatics were at work or didn't have a you know car to get there yeah. or were like yeah. thousands of miles away. So if hundreds of people, you've got thousands of people, Cecil, who are like, I don't know, man. Maybe he'll be at the Rolling Stone concert later tonight. There's, what? There's a- <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy. I, I genuinely feel like maybe four or five years ago, things just started getting so out of control. <laughs> know, they I just know. started getting so out of because, <laughs> because I remember if this, something like this would have happened maybe 10 years ago when we first started the show, it would have been five or 10 people and it would have been hilarious. Right. Yeah, it would have been like been, the Million Mom March. It would have been people so show up. fucking funny. Right. We've been laughing about it. We've been making jokes. Yep. But now there's like... That's a whole crowd of people, yeah, man. man. That's like a whole, like you can't fit that in 10 buses. Dude, there are more of these people who believe something that is fringe even for Q than Waco. Yeah. You know, like yeah. compare the sense of scale of the crazy has gone. It's, it's, it's like Jonestown's like 900 people, right? So, but you've got you've got an attack on the Capitol January 6th with like thousands of yeah. people. You've got hundreds of people that just showed up to this thing. Yeah. But like I said, if there's hundreds, then there are thousands who believe yes. this. That the scale of the crazy is so much bigger, man. Yeah. And like I walk down the street. I don't know if you have this feeling, man, but I walk down the street and I'm like, holy shit, how many of you fucking people are nuts? How many people are QAnon believers? Yeah. You know, and the thing it's is, like 35% or some crazy it's, shit. It's not man. a small amount of people. It's not a small amount of people. And I think like, like the, there's, there's ways that they get this validation to where before they might not have ever, the, the, the thought might've crossed their head, but then they were like, well, yeah, but probably not. But now there's enough validation out there that they can consume either through the signal or through online sources or other ways right. and that they somehow keep reigniting this switch inside of them. So so maybe it's always been 35% of people or 40% of people are conspiracy prone, but now we have the devices in place to make that to 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 tune up that conspiracy. And like before I think if people were conspiracy prone, there was a sense that like maybe that was okay because they weren't all believing in the same conspiracy. Right. Yeah. And so you know, some of them would be over here and they would be Jonestown, right? And some of them would be over here and they would just be like, you know, I think those airplanes might have chemtrails. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it, when it was all dispersed, it didn't have any power. Yeah. Political or ide- ideological or social. And now they're not dispersed. Now they live under this one weird giant umbrella where some faction 
thinks John F. Kennedy Jr. didn't die in a plane crash and is going to be at the Rolling Stone concert on fucking Thursday or whatever. It's <laughs> amazing. And like, it's so amazing. Every time you say it, I just think it's so amazing. <laughs> so, I think it's just like fucking... Uh, so, num, num, it's num. so amazing. But, but now they're all under the same umbrella and there's a force to it. I think the reason why that's happening though is because they're easier to find out about now. Yeah. I think that they were they were more fringe back in the day and they were just harder to find out about. So like, you know, it's like, like you'll never hear about an urban legend from Louisiana up yeah, here. That, y- yes, exactly. I mean? Like you'll right. never hear about that up here, but they exist. Right. And so, you know, but once you can start putting all these things and making them available globally, then suddenly there's, there's, and there's, and there's no, you, you, you don't have any barriers for this one. So you certainly don't have any barriers for any of the other ones. Right, you haven't built right. up any of the skeptical ability to yeah. try to, to to suss out whether these yeah. things are true. They and were always this vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. So they yeah. were always this vulnerable. It's just that there, oh, there's a lot of things in place that make it so that, yeah. yeah. It matters that the door remains open. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. Like, percent. It matters when the door is yeah. open. Because like, it's, it's funny. I, this last weekend, I was talking to a friend of mine who has some... I think some some outlandish, crazy conspiracy beliefs. And they were talking to someone else and I was in the conversation and they they said, you know, like BP or Exxon or whatever, they invented the electric engine, like the Tesla style electric engine 40 years ago. And they like, she told the whole story that everybody's known the urban legend of like the cars that got out and then they had to come, was they had, like, whoa, whoa, we gotta, we gotta take them all back, them all you know? Back, yeah. And I'm listening to this person tell this 40-year-old urban legend yeah. with real sincerity, Cecil, to a guy that works at BP. And he's like, wow, really? And I'm in this room and I'm looking around and I'm like, no, this is how it happens. No, not really. This no. is how it happens. Yeah. And I don't know if he was being polite and yeah. just not challenging sure. the nonsense. Cause I did that. I just wish I was like, mm, yeah, if it's a friend, yeah, you're not going to fight him. But, but the door is open, man. Yeah. And once that door is open, it's like everything else comes pouring through. Sure. What? Huh? What time is <laughs> Gary, daily savings time. Gary, we overslept. What? Who is left? What time is it? What are we gonna do for the ad? No, we didn't. We didn't do the ad. No, I set the alarm to do the ad, but now Ooh. what are we gonna do? Maybe we can uh. chance the listeners to just give us a pass. What do you mean? I mean, don't they know to use code Glory at checkout? I would hope so. Except for all these ads, they don't know that they get 50% off almost any one item. Yeah, and then they get the three free gifts to use on themselves and or others. Don't forget the six free spicy movies. And free shipping. I know, it's free shipping. Like buy a rubber dong already for Christmas. For Christmas. Amen. Wait, 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 wait. It's spring forward, fall back. We have an extra hour. Oh, so we could actually do a legit ad? Yes, plus it's Sunday. Oh. Well, fuck it. The listeners will understand. Just post it on our TikTok. We have a TikTok? Yes, where Tom posts all his thirst trap vids. Oh, right. And Cecil posts his good soup meme compilations. Of just actually good soup recipes, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wait, we don't have a TikTok. No, no, wait, we don't. And where are we? Didn't we jump into a portal last time? Yeah, but I thought we got out. Wait, what's that? (laughs) Tom. No, wait, Gary. That's Freddy Krueger. The donut Freddy Krueger? But it's November. Oh my God, what is this fever dream? Oh shit. 
That's not Freddy Krueger. What? That's Gary Krueger. Who's that? Um, he has some personality issues. We gotta wake up. Oh, he might be gone. Who the hell was that? Um, he's my uncle of sorts. Estranged, you know. Oh, here. Jump in the portal. I thought you said slide. Oh, sure, that you remember, but not daylight saving time. Oh, shit, he's back. We gotta go. Jump in the portal. What about the ad? Forget it, he's right behind us. Yeah. Oh, shit, the timer. Oh, no. In the bold new world of emergency medical care, there's a new way. All right, nurse, what's the story? A shooting victim, wounds in right arm, left leg and neck, uh, appears to be in shock and breathing erratically. All right. I'm going to need some vitamin C and plenty of it. Give me about 10 cc's of juniper, and then I want you to soak the whole thing in honey and bring it to a boil. Get me some coconut oil, some pumpkin seeds, and some ginger tea. And let's get this man a foot bath stacked. It's Holistic ER. This story comes from Mediaite. Mediaite. COVID-positive Aaron Rodgers reportedly skipped the vaccine in favor of a homeopathic or holistic immunization treatment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers is a sporting guy. He's, Quarterback uh, for thank the you. I thought he was Green a Bay Packers. So I knew he threw Green the ball. Bay, Green Bay Packers. Uh, so... I, of course, have a vested interest <laughs> yes, in whether we are or not in a hate we are in a hate relationship. You, you know that. So, I do yeah. know that. And the, he actually, that. he actually, very recently, um, they they came to Chicago and they beat the Bears. And he screamed to the audience after he scored a touchdown, "I own you! I've always owned you!" And he was like, really like struggling. Damn! Stuff. And it's Damn. true because he's kicked I, our ass. He, we've only beaten Aaron Rodgers. Three times out of tw- uh, uh, three times, it's I think it's three and twenty-one. Holy shit! He's okay. He, so no, that's that's a legit hundred percent. Hundred percent legit. Hundred percent. But let's talk about COVID for a second <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers has COVID. Aaron Rodgers also was asked point blank, "Are you?" Uh, uh, you know, they asked him if he was vac- vaccinated, and he said, "I am immunized." Yeah, but he was immunized with like. Like sugar water like and sugar like water magic and, juice and wishing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's not that's not good enough. It turns out, no, and it's nothing. And you know, earlier in the year, and it, the the thing is, is that on, it's on the periphery for me because I don't know a lot about. Like I know I watch football, right? But I only watch the Bears, so I only watch like the your team, the team. I don't watch the Monday night game. I don't watch the Thursday night game. I don't watch. I don't watch. Is the, there a Thursday night game every night? It's, there's only a Thursday night game on Thursday, Tom. <laughs> okay, that was a, I foolishly phrased that. You got me on that. You got me on that. All right, all right. Is there a, is there a Thursday night game every Thursday? I am during pretty season? sure that there are, there's many of them. I'm I think a couple of them. It was them a, are usually not. It used to be an unusual it was, circumstance. Was it when the I was beginning at the end of the season was when they would do it. Okay, and now they do it a lot. More frequently, they do it a lot. Okay, but in any case, I don't watch those games. I right. only watch the Bears games. So I don't. But I, I, I kind of hear the periphery, and I know that he had problems with his team, right? So he had some issues with his team early on, and I don't know if that was COVID related or if it was just douchebag related because he's a giant douchebag. So I don't know right. what it is. But in any case, there's this. You know, he, he, he was not immunized. He did not have. He was not vaccinated. And he did get COVID after a big fuck all. From what I hear, a big fuck all Halloween party that he threw. And then he got COVID afterwards. Idiot. But but 
other sports are doing this differently. And for instance, Kyrie Irving, you know, if we're talking about superstars, now this guy is a superstar. This guy is an absolute superstar in the world of football. And in the world of basketball, Kyrie Irving is a superstar, but they're handling it very differently. Like in this, you can not have a vaccine and play. I was going to say, like, nobody checked. I mean, nobody checked. Like, like, nobody checked the card, card? right? They just presumed that it was right. But there's been a couple people who have gotten shit, right? So a couple of these quarterbacks in the league have gotten shit, but he 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 pretended that he was vaccinated, so he didn't catch any of that shit. But they did, these other quarterbacks did. But in basketball, it's totally different. Kyrie Irving plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn is part of New York, and they're like, fuck you. Unless you're vaccinated, you can't be in one of these big areas, these big stadiums. Right. He is one of their stars. He has not played a single game this year. He's refusing to get vaccinated, and he's not getting paid, and he's not playing. It's Damn. Just, sorry, that's not going to happen. Nobody's budging on either side. Did they cut him from the team? Uh, I don't think so, because uh, you know they're probably hoping that eventually the vaccination won't matter or something like that, or there'll be enough herd immunity where it won't How matter. How much does that motherfucker get paid for a he's game a of basketball? fucking stupid expensive, man. It's a lot of money. He's losing a lot of money, but he's already a rich guy. So I, I yeah, what's the incentive? That, you know, at that you know point. well, the incentive's got to be the fame and yeah. I mean, but also know. the infamy from all this stuff. But but right. he definitely, he definitely, the basketball's handling it differently than well, they're handling it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're handling it right. Like yeah. just asking a dude, "Are you vaccinated?" Like you got to fucking check. Yeah, yeah. You can't. What are we living? We're living in twenty twenty one. You got to trust people. Are you fucking serious? In football, it should definitely be a field goal to make sure you you vaccinate everybody. It's for safety, Tom. Well, safety is a thing in football. You didn't. No, I didn't catch that at all. You didn't know that. Literally did not catch that at all. I was trying to think of one football guy out there. There's like one football guy out there that's like, ah, I got you, Cecil. I got you. It's for safety. Yeah. That joke came from my blind side, so I didn't. <laughs> blind side. Is that a thing? It is. Well, I remember from that yeah, movie really with Sandra Bullock. It's the name of the movie. Yes. <laughs> it's the name of the movie. That movie's racist, that by movie's the way. Super it's racist. So racist. It's super racist. <laughs> <laughs> the, the white lady teaches the black guy how to be an offensive lineman. She teaches him how to be a person. It's the, it's He's so, essentially an animal she domesticates. It's such a racist it's movie. It's so racist. So fucking racist. Holy and then like, shit. Based on a true story. And you're like, I think that movie won awards, man. I think did, like man. Sandra Bullock won it like did. an Academy it Award. It's so fucking racist though. Oh, Holy shit. The oh, I, You watch that movie and you're like, fucking, I feel awkward right now. Fucking yikes. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. It's real bad. It's not <laughs> Birth <laughs> of a Nation, but it's adjacent. Fucking, <laughs> fucking yikes. Watch that movie and not be like, Holy Ooh. fuck the fucking what the fuck. Man. I don't think you should have made this movie. <laughs> Did you all watch this movie? It's so racist. So racist. It's so racist. <laughs> I can stand behind a podium. I can look out a window. I can shake hands. I can make the skin around my eyes crinkle when I smile. I can make my family hug me. I can even pose for selfies. Right now is a critical time because of the past and the future, and this American flag. I'm a candidate for president, and I endorse this message. Unless you disagree. In which case, I had nothing to do with it. Tom, the Democrats didn't do so well recently in the election. No. I mean, what is that? How does that make you feel, by the way? You know, and we're going to be talking about Texas oh. here in a second, but how does that make... That's a little scary, isn't it? Oh, it's more, I, I thought it was, uh, it was, it was terrifying. Honestly, it's terrifying. I, I listened to and read a bunch of stuff um, ahead of the Virginia election. And really, a lot of the thinking was that the Virginia election was going to be kind of a bellwether for 2022. Sure, yeah. And, and 
2022 already because of gerrymandering and voting suppression was going to be a a tough road for the Democrats to try to climb. Biden's approval rating is fucking horrible. Yeah. So, and then just, and Virginia, Biden beat Trump by 10 points in Virginia. And so to watch the Republicans take the governor's seat was just... Yeah, with a with a guy who's a Ugh. who's a businessman, right? Yeah. Like I mean, it's like a, he's like a Trump clone, and yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely is a he's a Trumper for sure. Um, and then to look at the wedge issue of critical race theory in schools, they weaponized in yeah, order to absolutely yeah. make that happen. Yeah. I was just like fucking, like I really had like a twenty sixteen like. God, we are a fucking worse nation than I ever thought we yeah, were. And I just want to leave. It's a terrible, it's a terrible Ugh. thing. When I saw, I saw, and you know, the thing is, is like, like I thought New Jersey also did it too, but the New Jersey squeaker squeaked by squeaker. that. But that, but that's a bellwether too. Cause you're looking at it and you're thinking, dude, I if mean, New Jersey isn't a slam dunk. I, I'll tell you what, when we, when we vote for a governor, there's so many signs all over this whole place that hate Pritzker. People oh, I know. hate Pritzker. Yep. So, you know, we, we're probably going to lose our governorship. And, and, and you know, local local government means something, man. It genuinely means oh, something. real fucking but if But it almost feels like the Democrats only come out for the presidency. Man, I, but I also think, I also think there's something that's, that's that, that, there's a real challenge right now that Democrats have, which is that if you do the responsible thing in a time of crisis, that means that you're going to ask people to make sacrifices. Yeah, and they don't want to. And that is going to make you a deeply unpopular person. Pritzker has kept the state of Illinois from experiencing most of the worst effects of COVID. He's done a very good job with COVID, I think. Uh, very honestly, good job. An excellent job. We've, we in Illinois, we haven't had the national, when, when I was, I just got back from, from Mayo Clinic. Like we were just in Mayo Clinic two weeks ago. And when we were up at Mayo Clinic, at the same time that we were there, the National Guard had been deployed to the hospitals in Minnesota to staff the hospitals. Because they were that bad. Yeah. Because they were that bad. And they have a Democratic governor they, up there. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. And, in Illinois, we haven't had any of that shit. No. And then we have Chicago. We have a dense urban area. There's been places in, in Illinois that have experienced some difficulty, but it's not yeah. been the entire state. No. Yeah. It's not. And so, and I think a lot of that is responsible leadership is very often unpopular yeah, leadership. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I'm looking at a lot of the stuff that's going on and I'm like, fuck, man, like, I agree with a lot of the things that are being done and I also see how they're just not politically expedient, but the... Yeah. It's it's like fuck, man. Like when I was a teenager, I kind of didn't like my dad. You know, when I was a teenager, my dad was the guy who told me I couldn't do shit I wanted to do. Yeah. So like my dad was a dick. But then when I look back and I'm like, actually, my dad probably kept me alive and got me through school with good grades and yeah, like yeah. put my life on a good track. And sure. So like I kind of feel that's kind of what's happening in a lot of ways with the Democrats sure, right now. Is sure. they're they're like, hey, we should do this responsible shit. And everyone's like, we hate it. Yeah. I don't want to wear a mask. Yeah. I want my kids to be able to go to school and sneeze in each other's mouths. Yes. <laughs> I don't want black kids to see stuff. Yeah. I don't uh, want white kids to feel I bad. Don't want white kids to feel bad, man. For instance, Tom, I want to talk a little bit about yeah. this big though, because, you know, like you said, they don't want to do things. They want to make sure that everything's free. And in this particular story, Texas uh, overwhelmingly approved allowing churches to stay open during future pandemics. 62% versus 38% said banning the state from prohibiting or limiting religious services, including those in churches and other places of worship. If we get another pandemic, Texas, when? yeah, when? Because it's <laughs> when, because we're, yeah. we're not smart enough to figure it out, yeah. to know that, you know, we can 
you know, but yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna fuck people up because they want to make sure they have their freedom and personal freedom is very important to some people. It's one of the most important things. And that's going to be the thing. That's going to be the issue. That's going to, that's going to cause everything. And that's, and that's one of the things that binds the libertarians and the Republicans into that one big voting block is that personal freedom piece where, you know, if, if, if the, you know, you're going to lose a lot more people and a lot more people are going to die, but they, they probably would have been much happier if there was no mass mandates whatsoever. Yeah. We just would have died in mass. But they'll die free. Yeah. The, the ethos of the, the, and Texas has a particularly strong, like, cultural identity. Sure. You know, Texas first, America second. Yeah. Is, I mean, it, yeah. And that is that, that, like, that, that hard right libertarian streak is just baked into the fucking, it's just baked into the culture of yeah. Texas by the heat or whatever, but yeah. it's fucking baked in yeah, there, man. man. Yeah. And like two thirds of people are like, yeah, all right. Even during the next pandemic, still be able to go to church. There's nothing magic about church. Yeah. Like church, like you, what the fuck? But it really, and I don't think they think there's anything fucking necessarily magic about, well, there is always, they think there is something magic literally about church. Yeah. But like, I think the point is to say, fuck you. Don't, you don't tell do me what to do. But there's been so many places all over the map that have done this, don't tell us what to do with our kids. You can't mandate that shit. I'm gonna, I want my kids. And they're using their kids as, as a way to say, everybody's free here. You know what I mean? Like we're free to do what we want. And yeah. they're, they're pushing that on. And, and the kids, I don't think care. It's just that the adults are using the kids as like little pawns in this. And in some cases, it's 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 dangerous for the kids and then also dangerous for the parents. Yeah, and it's it's dangerous for all the people those kids come in contact yeah, with. And yeah. like the bus driver driving them around. Yeah, you know, and the teachers of, who are in the room. Right. And the, yeah. And the the grandparents people, that watch the kids later. All like, the people that make school happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like, you know, it, it's funny to watch. Not funny, but it is, it is something else to watch the clash of freedoms, right? So- I'll give you an example. I watched a video the, the other day where um, some people were incensed over a, a, a business. A, in this case, it was like a bakery. Bakery had a mask requirement for their store in a state that does not require masks. Sure. So, um, and I guess it's weird to me that still there's places that don't require masks at this point. But they, the state did not require masks, but this individual business required masks. And these two people took a camera and they went into this business without a mask on purpose and they demanded to be served without the mask. And there a fight, a literally a fist fight ensued between the business owner and this, this person insisting on being served. And I'm watching it and I'm, and for the longest time, the right has been on the side of the business owner to decide who to do business. Exactly. With. Who they want to, you don't want to serve a gay person. You don't have to. Right. You know, and, that, and, and that's been the culture war for, for 15 years. Right. And now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the, the the any private company that makes a rule which infringes on the entitlement of the consumer. Yeah. When the consumer has never been challenged before. Exactly. And what I mean by that yeah. is when it is a cis white person, yeah. right? These people have never been challenged before. They're gay people, yeah. people of color, et cetera. They have always been challenged. They've always been marginalized. Yeah. This is the only time that like, some white guy has ever experienced any kind of any kind of inconvenience. So 
they are, they're at a loss. Like, what do you do when a white guy owns a business and doesn't want to serve another white guy? Yeah. It's fucking anti-matter and matter, Cecil. Yeah, it's insane. You, it's insane. Like, it, like that the, is the, that is literally Karen. Right. That is literally the definition of that thing. You know, yeah. it's like. But like, in, in a sense, they're both fighting because they both hold the same value. They both hold that personal liberty personal value. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the business owner is like, look, that's my business. I should be able to decide who I serve. I There's signs, you see them all over the place. We, res, we, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. And the only exceptions are like race. Things you can't control. Right. It's yeah. things you can't right. control, man. And it's and you can control putting a fucking shirt on. You can control putting fucking shoes on. You can control putting a mask on. Yeah. We, we require clothing in all places in society. You don't even have to give a reason as long as you're not discriminating based on like one of the protected classes. Right. So you can be like, you know what? I've just, I'm not going to serve you today. Why? I, I don't have to. Yeah. That's why. It's a private place. Is it you're trespassing? I've asked you to leave. Get the fuck. Like, it's private business. Yeah. It's insane the to me thing, to watch these conflicts. But, but the thing is, is the difference is, is that you can do that and somebody can do that. But but what they want to do is be like, because you're fucking gay, that's why. They want right. you to yeah. know. Right. They want right. you right. to know yep. that you are not worth them. Yep. You are not at their level. They want you to know that. And then the moment that gets turned around on them and they're like, wait a minute. You, you're telling me? You don't get to tell me. Well, I get I to tell to you. Do. Right, yeah. And so that's the problem. And, and really, genuinely, I think I think the no shoes, no shirt, no service is a perfect analog. I know. This. It's a perfect, I mean, it's a perfect analog. You don't get to make that choice. If you walk into a place without shoes on and they require shoes, the fucking end. Like, I don't care how much you fucking sit there and suck your toes in front of them. They're not going to be like, cool, I guess you could have that gum. Right. They're going to be like, get out of my fucking store. And and they have every right to do that based on your clothing. You need to, you, you go try to get a fucking, you know, go to like a really like stupid expensive restaurant that requires a jacket. Yeah. And see if you can get seated without a They're jacket. They're not going to seat you. They're not going to see you. They're going to give you the colorful fucking jacket, loner jacket right. they got behind the counter or you're not getting in. I once went, it's just a funny aside. I once had to go uh, golfing for work and I'd never gone golfing before. So I didn't understand I had no idea. Nobody told me that there were rules about the attire on the golf course. Yeah, I didn't and know so either, but, I had no idea. Yeah. And I and I guess it's because there's not on every kind of golf course. Like a public course might not have yeah. rules and like a more private course might. So this is a private course is a work thing. And so I'm, I go and I was like, shit, I, I'm like wearing like all the wrong clothes. I, so I had to go into the pro shop and I had to buy a shirt and I had to buy a pair of shorts. And then I had a pair of dress shoes. And so I'm walking around all day golfing 18 holes in brand new shorts I bought, brand new shirt I bought, and a pair of fucking like Oxford dress shoes like for my business meeting. Because I had no idea. I had no idea what like, yeah, we yeah. went right from the meeting to the golf course. They're like, aren't you going to change? I'm like, I don't... Changing, changing what? what? Yeah, I don't know what. Nobody what, told me I anything. I wanted to turn into a bird. So what I looked like a giant. I had black socks oh, and fucking awesome. Oxford dress shoes that's and a pair awesome. of my white pasty legs. That's super awesome. Super So great. like, but if, if I hadn't done that, they wouldn't let me go on that course. You can't go on the course. So as dumb as I look, they still had their rules. You still had to do it. And that's the thing is like, like man, th there's rules on how to dress all over the place. And if you don't want to follow them, don't go into the place. Yeah. Go find a place that's friendly to you. Go find a place where you guys could fucking like breathe on each other and fucking fog each other's glasses up. <laughs> go do that somewhere. I actually really like the places that are very mass strict. Yeah, me I too. I haven't run into a single 
argument about any of this stuff. I haven't run into a single argument. And I'll tell you what, I just flew for the first time in a long time. Just flew. Yeah. I, I haven't flown in a while. This is the first time in a couple years that I flew. And man, everybody was just nice about it. Nobody took their mask down. Nobody fought with anybody. Nobody was being a dick. I just didn't experience any, like, I know you're seeing some of these things come out on the, on the TikToks or whatever, where people are filming it. And you're seeing this fight back and forth between people right. all the time. But I, I did not experience a moment of that. Everybody in the airport was just listening to everybody else and being like, you got to wear a mask. You got to fucking wear a mask. Everybody who's here is just wearing a mask. The end. Well, and the airport's a great example because with some very notable exceptions, the airport sets the strictest possible rules. You know what I mean? Like at an airport, at every other place in my life, I can carry as many ounces of liquid as yeah. I want. Yeah. But or I a go pocket to, knife. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a great. I've thrown my pocket knife in the garbage more than once at the TSA, at the TSA. because I've had it in my pocket yeah. without thinking. I gave one to a guy there. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I threw one in. I put just put one in a plant. Yeah. Like, I was, oh, shit. And I dumped it in a plant. Like, But there's all kinds of rules that we understand we have to follow. And that's the fucking cost of getting on a goddamn it's airplane. It's just the cost of getting on a plane. You don't like it. You get to not like yeah. it. You get to, yeah. You either get to not like <clears throat> it or you get to not go or you get to have a fit in the air and never go anywhere right. ever again. Right. Never, yep. ever, ever go anywhere <laughs> again unless you drive yourself somewhere. Dude, that list is fucking filling up. And it's a nightmare. Can you imagine being on that list and being like, great, I can never leave the country. Yeah. I can never go anywhere. And you got to drive again. every fucking yeah, place you want to go. you got to drive every single place. Now you're a single state person because yeah. our states are so, yeah, it would be awful. It'd be Ugh. absolutely awful. Speaking of awful, I want to tell you a yep. quick, quick story about my vacation. Okay. So I just got back from Maine, right? We just got back and everybody has been telling me to have this sandwich. Everybody's like, you got to have a fucking, you got to have a lobster roll. Like a lobster roll is the thing. And then everybody talks about like these seaside places and there's all these places to get lobster rolls. So we go to a restaurant, first restaurant we go to in Maine and there's a lobster roll on the menu. What kind of restaurant? Uh, it was a relatively fancy restaurant, okay. but, but uh, you know, it's just like, it was somewhat fancy. And it, it's funny because every place that we looked, they don't tell you the price of a lobster roll. It's market price. So you don't like, you don't get to just like walk up and be like, I'll have a lobster roll and it's 10 bucks or whatever. Like right. that's not a thing. It's like, Whatever it costs to catch that shit that day, that's how that's much what it costs. costs. Right. So, um, so you know, Sarah orders that, and I order a, a different food. I actually ordered fish, you know, because I'm by the ocean. I'm yeah. not a huge fish guy, but I figured, you know, what the hell? Yeah. Order when some in fish. Maine. So, <laughs> so I ordered some, and uh, I'm eating my food, and Sarah's like, "Do you want a bite of this sandwich?" And I was like, you know, I always wanted to have a lobster roll. I was going to order one anyway on this trip, so I might as well take a bite of hers. You know, yeah. prime prime the pump. And so I reach over and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to grab a fork full of it. So I just grab it and I jam it in there and I put it, Tom, I put it, I started bringing <laughs> it to my face and it felt like it sucked all the heat out of my face. <laughs> like it felt like, it felt like, you know, those movies where somebody accidentally spills like fucking nitro oxide, nitrous oxide or whatever it is, that stuff that's really cold, yeah. liquid nitrogen yeah. on themselves and then they freeze <laughs> and then they're stuck and then they break or whatever. You remember the, especially like, like, like the a, Batman like, movie or like Terminator two, where the guy yes. like gets stuck in the frozen uh -huh. and he's stuck and he's like trying to move his leg and it sucks. That's what it felt like when I put the thing by my face, it was so cold. It sucked <laughs> all the fucking heat out of the side of my face and I bit into it and it was, it was, Good? no, it was the fucking Tom. <laughs> the fucking lamest, like most slimy, gross little piece of fucking, and it was a claw, right? So everything in there was like really soft right. and like good. Good and, quality. Yeah, yeah, good quality. Right out of the fucking ocean that right. day. Yeah. And they fucking ruined it. 
they ruined it because they fucking made it. They fucking poured ice cold fucking mayonnaise on it. And then they threw it in a bun. And I was so fucking mad. You were so mad. I was so mad, Tom, because I, I've been hearing about these lobster rolls <laughs> for years. And I was like, man, this sandwich is so good, bro. It's delicious lobster. It's the best. And I'm like, and I'm not even really a lobster guy. Like, I'm like, I'm okay. It's okay. I'll have it like once a year, maybe, but it's not a thing for me. I'm not like, oh, I got to have lobster. I'm like, eh, if it's on the menu, maybe I'll order it. Maybe I won't. Most of the time I won't. I like crab way more than I like lobster. I prefer crab. I prefer to king lobster. crab by like, a lot. I like snow crab, man. Snow, crab's snow crab's money. delicious yep. too. It's like a crab, in my opinion, is much better. But in any case, I'll eat lobster if it's there. But this fucking sandwich was so disappointing. <laughs> and so we go out the next day and they have it on the menu. And I call the waitress over and I go, look. My this, heart was broken is this, recently. <laughs> is, this, is this sandwich fucking cold? And she goes, yeah, they're all cold in Maine. And I almost hit her. Like, I was so close. I almost punched her. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And she says, yeah, you, what you want is a Connecticut style. And I'm like, I'm not in Connecticut. I'm in Maine. It's supposed to be Lobster Fest up here, man. They have Lobster Fest by me at Red Lobster. Can we get a fucking lobster sandwich? She's like, no, you can't. I was like, there's no place in town that has it. She's like, you might be able to get one at like, and she named like two or three places. And then I asked, we went on a foodie tour of this town, Portland, Maine. We went on a foodie tour where you you go, or the guy walks you around town, tells you about the town, and then you stop in like six restaurants and then they oh, feed cool. you a little thing and you eat. And then they- That sounds super fun. It was, it was a hoot. It was absolutely a blast. But anyway, we went on this tour and I asked the guy and the guy was like, yeah, no, nah, you can't get a lobster roll up here unless it's cold. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> Listeners, I got text messages to this effect <laughs> from Cecil. And, and, and I want you to understand how unusual this is. When Cecil is on vacation, he's on vacation. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't usually yeah, hear yeah, from yeah, Cecil. When yeah. he, like, we, we'll text back and forth about this or that. Just But when he's on vacation, I don't hear from Cecil. And I just get this distraught series. <laughs> I could feel. I could feel from the text messages, guys. I could feel... His mighty heart had been broken. So angry. I, I, was I wanted so upset. to cuddle him. I was so upset. And angry, Tom. <laughs> my, my question to Tom started out with, are all lobster rolls cold? <laughs> I was in, I was in disbelief. He was so upset. I was so mad. I was so fucking mad. But Ugh. anyway, that was that was part of my vacation. The other part of my vacation, which I, I thought was great, was I went to Boston. And Boston is a great city. I've never been. It's a really wonderful city. And I can tell why New York has a huge, like, rivalry with Boston because it's a million times better city. Is it really? It's such a better city. Oh, my God. New York should be embarrassed. I would be I would be mortified if Gary, Indiana was like Paris. <laughs> I would be mortified. I would be mortified. And, and right? New Yorkers should be fucking mortified <laughs> that Boston is to be that close, to, to, be that that close to a city that is fucking... Exponentially better than their city. Wow! There's no fucking garbage on the streets. <laughs> the there's no. Part. There's no fucking like like. It doesn't it, always it doesn't smell like stale always piss. Smell like <laughs> like urine. It's it's a walkable, beautiful city. All of it looks gorgeous. It doesn't. None of it looks like hot trash like New York. <laughs> the food is better. It's just New York suck it in comparison. <laughs> if, I mean, seriously, I would be mortified. If I lived in New York and I had to go to 
Boston. I mean, more and how far is Boston from New York? Pretty close, and that's why they're rivals. Okay, I think is Guy, because I mean, I, because I guess I know that New York like, just yeah, cries right in there. their beer all the time <laughs> about how they're not Boston, and I would be sad too if I were them for sure. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it was a great trip, except fun, for the lobster the roll. The lobster roll, Tom. The lobster roll. Next time you come into my house for dinner, um, I'm going to make dinner, but I'm going to serve everybody else and serve you a cold lobster roll. Just so me. Be the last time. Be the Thomas, last time I live. Th- last time Tom is seen. <laughs> Nate, actually, I'm just next pulling time you come a, over. I'm pulling you behind a boat. I'm just like, <laughs> I got a fucking. I will make you a hot lobster. Roll. I'm sure it won't be I'm as sure, good. I'm sure it's, it'll be delicious, but, Tom. But it's just one yeah. of those things that, like, I I've heard a lot of people talk yeah. about him, and I'm like. I guess I got to go to Connecticut to try one of these, or I guess New York also has them too. But um, but uh, they're cold up there. I guess uh, I guess at a certain point, the, the northern ones are cold and they're just a huge man, disappointment. It's just got to be like seafood salad. Huge. Like it I is seafood it's not, salad. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. It's like it's boring. It's yeah. a, like you boringed out the lobster. It's not good. Fuck it up. Like in a book? Yeah, sure. Books are great. No, use the internet. Books are stupid. I thought books were smart. No, they're stupid. But you're a librarian. Yes, oh, shh. So this week, for this week, uh, for our Cogdis book club, we're moving our way through Demon Haunted World, uh, chapter 14, Anti-Science. And what a great chapter. Again, very prescient chapter yep. looking at, uh, you know, one of the best parts about this book is that Carl dissects in so many ways in this chapter, Anti-Science, but in, in all the chapters, Pseudoscience, but he is 100% ready to say, go ahead and use that kind of skepticism on science. I fucking dare you. Right. I yeah. want you, I'm fucking bring it. Bring that shit here. Because I'm because there's a difference between just being a naysayer and being a true skeptic. And I think that that's where that's what this whole chapter felt like to me is that it's really easy to be like, well, that's just so hard. And oh, it's really hard to just, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I got a 10 years of school to be a, a quantum physicist or whatever. It's like, yeah, maybe I'll never understand it. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, no, the, the, we, we can actually look at results. You don't have to go to school. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things he does a great job of pointing out is that um, science is the answer to falling into the relativism trap. Yeah. Like the the trap of relativism, which is like, well, maybe maybe there's no such thing as history. Maybe there's no such thing as any truth. Maybe all these things are socially constructed. And it's like, well, there's a grain of truth to that in terms of how we tell stories about who we are, right? How we tell stories about who we are is absolutely got an objective sense to it. But what science does is it says, well, you know, the subjective doesn't work here. Yeah. The subjective... It, it look the 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 rate at which something the acceleration of an object due to gravity on Earth is what it, it is. It is what it is, regardless yeah. of whether you like it or don't. No matter yeah. who measures it, and that is just it is a truth about science. Science he recognizes the imperfections of the people who perform it. Yeah, and he he's very upfront about. And I love that about like hey look these are people. Sometimes they lie. Sometimes they misunderstand. Sometimes they're motivated to try to find things that aren't there. But the the thing is that science has error correcting machinery built in that no other discipline has, and it doesn't matter. The, the one party spends a long time about it is it doesn't matter the motivations. So regardless of whether or not right. the motivations of someone happen to be racist, if they found something out, that doesn't that doesn't change the truth of that thing. Right. And 
And so that's that's a really interesting point. And what's interesting is that he's he's talking he he actually debunks a lot of theories about Darwin, where people were always like, "Well, Darwin wanted to do this because of this, and he wanted to do this because right, of this." Right. And his and his points are basically, yeah, Darwin. Everybody wants to say Darwin wanted to prove this theory because he was an atheist, and he says, "Well, that's not true. First off, that's not true. But even if it was, it still doesn't what make it." less true right. what his motivations were. And so you've got to look at it in that sense. And he also says that, you know, like like very much like how this book is a product of his time, you know, people are a product of their time. And and he talks about a lot of different people and how that, you know, in their time, there there's a lot of horrors that people, that normal people did that we don't accept today. Right. That we just don't think is an acceptable thing. And so we've got to look at them in a different light. We can't look at everybody as if they were, you know, from somebody from today. And I'll give you an example. Have you ever seen the movie The Breakfast Club? I actually have not seen The Breakfast okay. Club, believe so it or not. So in The Breakfast Club, <clears throat> one of the guys... Um, is fucking around and there's a bad, there's a teacher, they're on a Saturday detention and there's a teacher and this guy isn't supposed to be in this room with all these students. He got kicked out of the room and he's in the solo detention area and he, okay. he sneaks his way back into the room to get his weed out of his bag or whatever. And so he walks back in this room and he actually falls back into the room through the drop ceiling, which is ridiculous. But anyway, he falls in and makes a big ruckus. And so the the teacher comes in and says, what was that ruckus? And then, the, hey, can you describe the ruckus, sir? Blah, 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 blah. And so this guy's underneath the desk. Well, he's underneath the desk of a girl. Okay. And the girl's wearing a skirt. And in the movie, the guy puts his head between her legs and I don't know, sniffs her crotch, licks her crotch, whatever. whatever. Yeah, he does right. something to her crotch. And then she jumps, smashes his head and like, he hits his head or whatever. And mm -hmm. like, it's like, and then everybody starts pretending. There's that moments of physical but comedy, but it's right? A physical, yeah. It's a right. moment of physical comedy. And <clears throat> 40 years ago, when that movie came out, it was a moment of physical comedy. I don't know if it's 40, it could be 35. How, I don't know how long ago it was. Right. It's a moment of physical comedy. But today, I could not imagine that movie being made. Yeah, now it's sexual now assault. Now it's right? sexual yeah, assault right. straight yeah. up. Now you look at it and you're like, that's not played for comedy. That's not funny. He sexually assaulted that girl. What the fuck? Right. But but the 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 mindset back then is very different. It's a very different mindset. It's like oh ha 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 ha. Boys will be boys. You know that's what that's what yeah that's what kids do. Those kids these days. You know and that's right. It, it's a very different feeling. And but but again, it's played for comedy. And so again, I I don't want to get too deep in the wood in the in the weeds on this. But I just want to point out like like even just like movies and you know, thoughts and things like that. Those are all sort of products of their time. And I think we've got to look at them in that way. And I think Carl does a really good job of pointing out people have flaws and they are a product of when they are. They mm -hmm. are they are a product of the culture that they live in. Right. And I think I think he does a good job of being like, yeah, their, their flaws are, doesn't it does not make them okay. But yeah. it does not mean that what they determined and yeah, their science is not bad science. It doesn't make them wrong because right. of that. Just because a hundred years later, we figured out, wow, they were wrong about some deeply important ethical issues. Yeah. But you know what? They weren't wrong about these scientific yeah, experiments. Exactly. Yeah. The science holds up. Yeah. It's a really great chapter. <clears throat> All these are rolling in and they're good. This yeah, is so I know. I, I, it's so funny. Second half the, of the book the is so much the better. The book is so good. Pick this book up. Tom is reading it for patrons. Um, we're reading chapter 15 next week, but pick this book up if you can. Get a paper copy of this book and keep it on your shelf. It's such a good book. Demon Hunter World by Carl Sagan. Really, just genuinely an awesome book. So 
So we'd like to thank our patrons. We'd like to thank all our patrons. We'd like to thank our newest patrons. Ed, Jack, David, Teresa, Mac, Sasho, Apocalypse Cowboy, by any other name, House, Saney, Genesis, Canadian James in Idaho. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Brenton, I didn't realize I could so much enjoy imagining the emotional collapse of others until I started listening to Tom's Roast Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Power and the people who up their pledges, Hal Pillar, don't take movie advice from a glory hole. And Michael, thank you so much for your generous donations. We thank truly do appreciate it. We also want to make sure that people give donations uh, to Modest Needs. So please go to Vulgarity. If what donate to Modest Needs, fifty dollars. Go to Vulgarity for sure. at least fifty dollars. I mean, you, you're gonna donate, donate more. more. You're gonna donate more. You're gonna donate, donate more. Fifty dollars. But show your receipt. Send it to Vulgarity for charity. That's the word, not the number. One word. Vulgarity for charity at gmail.com with the person who you want roasted, especially if it's like an obscure person, you want to include a picture. And then you want to uh, you want to send that along uh, with your name. And then we're going to draw 100 people uh, after we select the top 100 donors and we will do 200 roasts. So you want to get your name in there. And you know you can donate multiple times and I think they're going to add it up. So, uh, so they'll be able to add up your your number at the end there. So you might you might be able to make a top donorship throughout the month if you donate yeah. every paycheck. You know who knows? So kick uh, it in there, kick it in, help some people out. Modest needs, needs your help. It's important. It's important, guys. A hundred thousand dollar match. We do not want to leave on the table. No, we do like, not want to leave it on the table. We should perform as well as we did in twenty nineteen because yeah. the world isn't better. Yeah, it didn't get better. It's like look around. Does didn't anyone feel more optimistic? Didn't get better, guys. I don't. Yeah. So we got a touch of email here. We're not going to go through a ton of it, but we are going to go through some of it. We got a bunch of messages from people congratulating us on 600 episodes. We read all the messages. Thank you all so Thank much you. for sending in stuff and just being, I mean, this is super sweet. And we got not only voice messages, but we got email messages and, and it really does. It's very, very sweet. Thank you for listening for as long as you did. The show wouldn't exist without you people. I love seeing the messages from people. I've been with you for eight years. I've been with you guys for five years. I've been with you guys for 10 years. It's just, it's awesome. It's really, it great. really is. It's cool. really Thank great. you guys. Uh, Jess says, uh, what Kara was saying about prosecuting people for disinformation would tend to open up the bidding at attempted murder. There's a lot of people yeah. out there that have made a lot of statements and have, and have hurt a lot of people, injured a lot of people. Um, and I don't, I, you know, I don't disagree on some of that, you know, especially those people yeah. that with a big, big megaphone town, man, I, I obviously don't either. Like incitement to violence is a real fucking thing. Yeah, for sure. And incitement to, you know, have people commit, essentially commit violence on themselves by not getting vaccinated or not yeah. wearing masks. Yeah, absolutely. We got a, a message and this is, this one is from someone who didn't sign their message. So I don't want to read their name. They said, Hey, I work in a small supermarket chain in the Midwest and I started uh, in January, uh, starting in January of 2022. So in a couple months, if you get insurance to the company and you don't get the vaccine, there's a $50 a month surcharge added on. And Good. You know, like, here's the thing, man. We pay for insurance in this in this country. And this is a way to make it hurt for people who will not help get vaccinated and protect vulnerable people. And we're talking about children that cannot get vaccinated. They're under five. Because the ones that are five, they're going to start getting vaccinated. Yep. Five and up, they're going to be able to get vaccinated. But there's vulnerable people in this country that are that 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 cannot get the vaccine because of immune problems and uh, and issues with vaccines that they that they medically can't get that yep. vaccine. They're not they're not making a, a stance, a political stance. They're, they're they, they, they just literally cannot get it. Yeah. 
And there's immunocompromised people that even with the vaccine can still be really fucked up if not all of us take the proper precautions to protect those people. It's up to us to do that. Yep. And if that costs you $50 extra a month because you're a fucking wanker and you won't get fucking vaccinated, that's not my problem. Yeah, you know, I also feel like, hey, asshole, you're doing something outside the norm that is dangerous and then you're asking the insurance company to pay the extra price for when you almost inevitably get sick. Yeah. You know, fuck you running. Yeah. You should pay for that. You're the asshole who's going to call my, my insurance will go up because you're expensive. Yeah. Insurance is an aggregate of costs. Absolutely. Fuck you. Absolutely. I don't want to bear that burden. Yeah. You bear that burden. I did the right thing. It's, and exactly. And I, I'm the one who's going to be paying attention to my health and the people around me's health and the people I want to help protect. And yep. that's everybody, yep. it turns out. Even and, you. Yep. Even you who won't take the vaccine. Even you. Got a, we got a message and someone had said another thing that pisses them off about the anti-vax stuff is that the constant screaming and fear mongering has their monkey brain worried about giving their kids the COVID vaccine. They're still going to do it. They're going to be the first in line. And they're lucky that the skeptical process can override the emotional response. But it's really difficult to do that. And I recognize that, that, you know, the more, and, and that's one of those things, the more you hear something, right. the better chance you have of believing it. And what they've been able to do with this vaccine misinformation is drop it into the airwaves and into the, into the feeds and into the social media mm -hmm. so much that you've seen it so much that you start to question whether or not it's true. Yeah, and then your coworkers start passing those stories on as truths. Yeah. They start talking about that shit. They start saying, well, I know a guy. Yeah. They don't know a guy. Yeah, no, they, I, they, you know, and it becomes, it moves into the sort of urban legend yeah. sphere. And then, and then it, the thing is, is that, that anecdotes, we as human beings take anecdotes as a much, much more greater under greater scrutiny and we 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 collect those and find greater yeah. weight in those because there's a because it's a story and we're storytellers yeah. and we hear a story and we suddenly believe it's true. There's been so many times in my life that I've heard stories and thought that it had to be true because it's a story that someone is telling you, but it's not. It's just not true. And the more trusted the, the more trusted the person who tells it to you, the greater the, greater the, the, the weight there too. Greater the chance. Yeah. We got a message. It's an oh, image, so and this is so fucking good. This is about the Mormon soaking. This is uh, this is sent to us by Monique, and we're gonna post it on this week's show notes. It's fucking amazing, and I laughed out loud when Tom and I were going through the notes a few minutes ago. Tom, we got a message about U.S. politics from John. Yeah, John says uh, I'm really confused. Um, he's talking about a New York Times article. It says that Biden's failure to have Mansion and Cinema vote for what the majority of the Americans voted for, and if opinion polls are anything to go by, still want means that it could hurt his party at the poll. He says, isn't the only way that the Democratic Party could be hurt in the polls is for people to vote Republican? No. No. No, no, no. Then that's a common misconception. No. You can hurt, any party can be hurt at the polls by lack of energy and turnout. Yeah. So if enough Democrats are disillusioned, even if they don't turn out and vote for Republicans, if they just don't vote, and then the other guys takes. show up and yep. vote. That's all it takes. That's a huge fucking problem. It's huge. Turnout amongst your voters is a huge thing. And if you disillusion them yeah. and you steal the energy from that system, and these are, it's a big fucking problem. These are razor-thin margins because of gerrymandering. Right. These are razor-thin margins that we probably won't win anyway unless everybody comes yes. out. Yep. And if people are disillusioned mm -hmm. and they see Mansion and Cinema blocking things like that, they could literally tank the whole country by not. Because yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing that could happen. If mansion and cinema or whatever, and this thing gets passed and it somehow gets through everything, 
and people start recognizing there's enough time for it to start really impacting lives, women's lives. Mm -hmm. Specifically, women suddenly have an ability to, uh, you know, have uh, childcare. Childcare and enter the workforce again. It would again. be a huge yeah. boon for them. And that would change so many people's lives that it might motivate people to start to think about that as a as a motivator to get out and vote and say, no, that changed my life. But there's just, there's, there's a slim time to do it. Yeah. And the longer they delay, the worse off everything is. And so we're in a, we're in a bind right now. And, and, and the, the writings on the wall, when it comes to Virginia, there's gotta be a lot more organizing and mobilizing that takes so place because, more. because if not 2022 is going to come and it's going to be a sweep in the house and you're going to lose the house. And here's, I am a hundred percent protecting this. Now they will impeach Joe Biden. They will a hundred percent impeach Joe Biden. I guarantee you. Yeah, I don't. Doubt I it. guarantee you they will impeach, and they, they don't need anything. They no, will just they'll, they'll, just be literally, off. they'll literally just pit that, and they will do it. At, at, trust me, every single time the house gets, every single time from now on, the house flips. The house, the house goes to the Republicans. They will impeach. I guarantee you. If it's a Democrat, they will impeach. I yeah, guarantee I don't, it. I I don't doubt. I think I think we have one opportunity and it's shrinking by the day to show people that government can work. Yeah. And every day that we don't do that, we tell people the other story that government doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. And that's the Republican story is government doesn't work. So let's not have big government. Yeah. yeah. So every day that we fail, it's not just that we didn't pass our, our goals is every so day that proved we, them right. we're telling the Republicans that they were right. all yep, along. You proved them right. Uh, we got a message. This one is from JJ and they sent in this image. <laughs> so great. And it's about a, you know what it is? It's, it's a, a reveal party. It's a celebration. It's a celebration reveal party. Celebration. We're going to put the image on this week's show notes. Hopefully Ian remembers. He probably won't because he's terrible at his job, but maybe. I'm trying to fix the internet. Who knows? Who knows, Tom? We got a message and this one is from Ben and Ben sent in a message and he said, Hey, um, the email said the conspiracy theories are not, uh, epistemically compelling. Rather, they appeal to people's emotion. That's 100% at odds with the research. Epistemic motives are a major contributor to belief in conspiracy theories. I think it's appealing to think that conspiracy theory believers are emotional while skeptics are truly the rational ones. But in truth, most of the time we don't see we don't reason our way to our beliefs any more than flat earthers do. I don't want to come across as saying that I, I believe that. I don't think I said that, but I want to make sure I 100% say I absolutely agree with you. I think most people think with their gut. I think that people people are motivated uh, by, not by reason, but by emotion in most things that they think. Uh, and then they, and then they, there is a, a tiny bit of pushback from ourselves to help correct that. But I think most times we are motivated and we need to be cautious about that. And I think the reason why skeptics are skeptic is because they they started to caution themselves by trying to stop themselves from being as motivated by reason. But it's that that's not a hundred percent. And I and I recognize that we all think like that. So every I, one of us. Yeah, I don't wanna yep. I don't wanna come across as superior. And if I did, I don't think that I that's not what I meant to say. No. Um, but but motivated reasoning. 
And emotional thing, emotional reasoning is one of the reasons why people believe things. That yep. is, that is, and there's a lot of there's a lot of research out there that shows that that's why people believe though. That's yep. that people that people react to things and then they figure out why later. And so there's a lot of research out there. Uh, in fact, I would I would point you to a book that discusses the research at length, and it's called The Righteous Mind. There's tons of data in that book that talks about how we are intuition driven. And so, uh, so I would check that out actually, if I were you, um, if you don't believe it, cause I, uh, that book does, it would do a much better job of explaining <laughs> it than I would. So that is going to wrap it up for this week. We want to encourage everybody to vote, to uh, go ahead and donate to uh, modestneeds.org and, uh, and then send your stuff into vulgarity for charity. Please, please, please. $100,000 on the table. We do not want to leave. Uh, we had a little glitch on the, on the stream this week. Uh, probably <laughs> we like four. It's glitches. almost certainly Ian's fault. Um, but you can go watch like one or two of those videos. And Maybe. I think there's, a, there's some stuff going on there. Go, go hang out. And next week, hopefully we'll have it fixed. I, I'm going to work on it this weekend. And hopefully we'll have it fixed next week. Uh, and then we might be doing a crossover stream soon. Who knows? Uh, now we'll keep you informed. Uh, all right. So that's going to wrap it up for this week, but we're going to leave you like we always do with the skeptics creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.